All right. Well, there we go. Good. We're back on track. Thanks for the shout out, Andrew. There's so many. Uh, there's so many bits and pieces when we're doing this live streaming. Yeah. But uh, good. Uh, good, you guys to stick with it. So awesome. Sounds better. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you go. But uh, yeah, listen. Seventy. Uh, what is it? Uh, Seventy-four thousand people. Seventy-four thousand people in the last twelve months have moved out of Melbourne and Sydney alone, and uh, moved out of Sydney and Melbourne alone, and moved to somewhere else. So, uh, what I thought I'd talk about today is uh, where are those gains? Where are those moves? Where I think they're going to be permanent, and where I think they're going to be uh, not so permanent. And uh, let's have a bit of a chat about that. But uh, team, where do you reckon uh, the majority, the majority of these moves have? Uh, it might surprise you. Where do you think the majority of these moves have occurred? Uh, Thirty-four thousand movers, peoples um, in Melbourne. Thirty-four thousand in Melbourne. Thirty-nine thousand in Sydney. Where do you think they've gone, gang? Um, um, chuck it in the chat. There you go. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, well, Dean, I think Dean's all over it, all over it. Dean nailed it today. Let's have a look at this one. It's fun. And, it, and um, it's not surprising, somewhere warmer, <laughs> somewhere warmer than Melbourne. Uh, yeah, well, you might be right about that one. Uh, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? But um, have a look at this, team. What we're seeing right now, you know, is that uh, that – there's been an interesting manoeuvre, an interesting shift. But if you have a look at where people have gone, uh, a lot of people have moved locally. Now, the net gain in Brisbane has been significant because if you have a look at the combination of Brisbane, uh, Melbourne and Sydney and also the rest of Queensland into Brisbane, Brisbane's had a pretty significant net gain of 16,000 people. So that's pretty good. You know, up and down the southeast um, in the southeast corner of Queensland, that's that's a pretty significant increase in population, um, and certainly, as um, as a few of you guys sort of said in here, you know, the they're coming to Brisbane, southeast Queensland, and soaking up the supply. Uh, Brendan was saying that there, the supply is low. The supply wasn't ready for another sixteen thousand people to influx into into Brisbane or southeast Queensland. Um. So it's uh, so it's quite interesting. But the ones I wanted to talk about today. So number one, um, what's going to be permanent? I think the Queensland movers. I think the Queensland Brisbane movers team gang are going to be permanent. I think these residents are going to stay. I think they're going to enjoy living in Queensland. I think they're going to set up their houses, their lives, their jobs, their incomes, their businesses, and they're going to operate from a new place. And I think ninety percent of those people will stay. And that's great. That's great for Brisbane. Um, that's why in our pick right now, Brisbane's number one city, number one city in the country for us from an investment point of view. It's 50% cheaper, right? It's 50% cheaper than Sydney, team. Brisbane is 50% cheaper than Sydney. Um, and when you come down to Melbourne, it is uh, 30% cheaper than Melbourne. So you think about that, team. You think about that. You know, a lifestyle, uh, setting up schools. Like, you know, I know a friend of ours, um, I convinced him to move from Sydney. He had four boys and he sent his four boys to 
um, the Gold Coast, best private school up here. Um, he, um, <laughs> Tim, I think a few went to Canberra, but not too many, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not on. It's not on the migration, the internal migration list, is it? People go, you know what? I'm going to have a better lifestyle. I'm going to move to Canberra. Well, it's a nice spot, Canberra, um, nice city, but I'm not quite sure it compares with, let's say, the Gold Coast or Noosa or Brisbane or Byron Bay. But there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Pratesh. Yeah, some of them might have went to Lake Weedo. Let's let's you know, you never know. Um, but yeah. I was telling a story. Oh, that's right. Uh, my good mate, he moved to Queensland so he could send his four boys to a private school for the price of one and a half of um, his boys in Sydney. So, and, you know, he had a $3 million house in Sydney and he moved to the Gold Coast, bought a million-dollar house, and it was better. Um, so... There's some arbitrage. There's a there's a gap in lifestyle, everybody. It's attractive, uh, and I think it will stay. I think the Queensland move will stay. Um, team, I think the ones that are going to come back, I, and I don't know um, where they've particularly gone, but I believe these ones that have moved in Victoria to um, – the country towns, I think for the most part, I think we'll see 80% of those people return to the cities. That's what I believe. Um, and the same for maybe maybe Sydney, I'm going to say between 50 and 60%. Because the, the ones in Sydney, a lot of them are moving to the Central Coast or, or the Hunter Valley or some of those, those very close um, bits of infrastructure um, when it comes to population and density and places, team. But uh, this is the one to watch for me. <clears throat> I think we will get 90% of those people stay. And I think over the next 12, 18 months, two years, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, we're going to get a continuous run of that. Now, I'm quite surprised. I was quite surprised by these numbers that stayed local to those cities. I believe that those local country people or country manoeuvres, moves, will go back to the city eventually for career and job and other reason purposes. Um, only because I grew up in a, a country town, everybody, um, in North Queensland. And I don't know about you, um, it sounds romantic living in a country town. You're like, oh, wonderful. Um, but it's not as good as it might sound, uh, certainly when you know, you're know you thinking about the, the the quality of food and entertainment and fun and access to infrastructure and schools and shopping when it comes to cities i think uh, i think a lot of those people after the 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 pandemic issues wash over i think they're going to look to come back to the cities that's my call what does that mean team what does that mean here's a few things that we all need to know right now that's going on number 1 we have low interest rates and that's going to be for a long time I think that's going to be at least for five to ten years a low interest rate environment. That that's you know, and I'm talking sub five percent team. I don't know. Back in my day, type it in. Type it in the chat, gang. You know who my first interest rate was eleven percent for my first investment property. Now, um, I'm not. Uh, I wasn't buying properties back when it was way more than that. Chuck it in. The, chuck it in the the chat if you've got any. Um, experience of a higher interest rate that you've paid 
for your home or your investment property because under 5% team is absolutely amazing interest rates for a long time. That's going to stay there. It's not going to go above 5% in the next decade. Um, so I think that's going to be pretty low. All right. <clears throat> we have now the lowest supply. Okay. Um, supply is massively undersupplied. Massive under. There you go. Deborah, 18. Sharon, 17. <laughs> oh, crikey. You know. Um, yeah, Sonia started at 7.5, went as high as 17. Wow. And we're probably, what are we at now? What are we at now, Cruz? Some of us can even ha- have even got interest rates under 2%. Un- unreal, huh? Unreal. So we've got low interest rate environment. We've got a massive um, undersupply. Like we have right now, team, APRA, I- I've said this 100 times, APRA absolutely poleaxed the supply chain um, and um, we uh, we haven't seen anything yet, right, supply new properties coming to market have been just poleaxed, okay? And it's local buyers right now. We don't have any overseas migration or immigration, I think it's called, immigration, migration. Um, So we don't have any overseas people um, entering the country. So our population sort of flat or um, stagnating for the moment, but that will be temporary, okay? That'll that'll be temporary as we we go. Uh, And we're going to see cost rise, Okay, costs of real estate certainly rise. So we've got some things going in our favour. We have a look at somewhere like Brisbane, which has got the Olympics, which is 50% cheaper than everywhere else. Um, a lot of people are moving there off of in the main cities, from the main cities, and, and they will stay there. That's why we give Brisbane the number one thumbs up from our point of view. And then we have a look at these pressures right now for us as property investors um you know we're going to be in um a fairly good environment as an investor for a while um and one thing though you know we used to say five percent rent was normal okay we're going to settle at about four percent rent as a yield is normal now because the interest rates are so low it your your rents will continue to rise over time there's not enough pressure, interest rate pressure on those rents just yet um, in some places to get them up as we go. Yeah, yeah, costs are rising, already happening. Yeah, and it does. It sucks for the for, for, for locals um, who sort of sometimes are a little bit off the pace, to be honest. Um, Candice, when uh, when we're sort of sitting here going, oh, you know, no, back in my day, this would never happen, and then it happens. <laughs> but uh, there you go. So, gang, I just wanted to, just to touch base on that one and have a look at this, the little secret, not little secret, but the thing to keep an eye on will be when um, the borders are open, and that may be a couple of years yet, uh, when the the Australian government says, listen, we've got to get back to business, we've got to get back to normal, we need to have people entering the country, our, popu- our natural population growth is not good enough, and you wait, there'll be 100, 200, 300,000 people entering Australia with money, and they'll need places to buy and live and rent, and team, make sure you're in place for that. Like that's why I'm like big and bullish on, you know, certainly Brisbane and Southeast Queensland. I'm a, I'm I'm very bullish on Melbourne. I think it's the counter cycle idea of Melbourne where it comes to there's certainly positional buying down there that you just 
you know, COVID is restricted with the lockdowns in Melbourne. It's, it's really held Melbourne back a bit where the rest of the country hasn't really been affected like Melbourne uh, as of yet uh, in that way. But um, there you go, team. Anyway, I hope that makes sense. Makes sense. That was just a quick chat this morning about where are all the people gone? And they haven't gone too far. They're staying close to those cities, the majority of them, and they're going to come back as far as I'm concerned. That's what I, that's my call. But for the moment, we can take advantage of this stuff uh, in Queensland. Team, there you go. All right, that's about it. That's it for me. Coffee chat done. Hopefully you guys are awesome and well. Um, For those who joined us after the intro, be good. Uh, Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat around about the same time, Um, about 8, 8.05 usually. We'll do it again tomorrow. And tomorrow's Wealth, Wine and Wisdom, but I'll tell you all about that tomorrow. All right, gang. I gotta go. I'm sure you do too. But awesome to hang out. Thanks for joining me as always. Till I see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you.